Hello and welcome to another Blind Guy Talks Tech. I'm Stephen Scott and uh, today we're doing things a bit differently because normally I would tend to talk about a product or I'd give you a review of something or maybe talk about an app or a feature uh, and that's generally what we do here on Blind Guy Talks Tech. But sometimes some topics are just too big to ignore. And I would say this is tech adjacent because, frankly, the topic we're going to talk about today is what powers a lot of our gadgets and gizmos. That's kind of why I thought we might want to talk about this. That is the energy crisis that is going to hit all of us in the UK from April this year, costing all of us up to £700 extra over the course of the next year in our bills. Uh, That is going to have a real impact on all of us. No shadow of a doubt. And, you know, for disabled people, I think there is going to be increased costs on top of that because of the fact that so many of us live at home, work at home. If we don't work, we're at home all the time or we're certainly in that area. Uh, We obviously have additional costs. That is just fact, right? There are additional costs to being disabled. And energy is no doubt a big part of that. So let's get into it. Uh, We have a guest with us today, someone who I follow on Twitter, who I respect greatly, as someone who is a real positive voice for change in her field, in beauty, in travel, in fashion, uh, all the things I know nothing about, frankly. (laughs) But thankfully, Emily does. Uh, Emily Davison is Fashionista. You will probably know her under that name. Uh, Fashionista.com is where you'll find her. That's fashion, E-Y-E. STA.com is where you'll find out more about her. She's also all over Instagram as well. Go and join her lovely community there. Uh, We will talk about that, I'm sure, at a future date. But for now, let's discuss the energy crisis with Emily. It's great to have you here with us on Blind Guy Talks Tech. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to have you here. And uh, it's a topic that uh, a lot of people are talking about, but I'm not hearing a huge amount about it from a disability perspective. And uh, when I saw your tweet the other day, talking about the energy crisis and how it would impact on you personally. Uh, It got me to thinking because a lot of disabled people still work at home, would prefer to work from home. Um, And, you know, even if you're not working from home, you are at home, right? So the costs are going to go up considerably for disabled people, uh, as well as the wider population, of course. And I don't want to single anybody out or any particular group out. But, you know, there is certainly a story to be told here, Emily, in how this these energy cost rises will impact on disabled people. I think it definitely will. I think it's it, it like any you know new subjects, just like how we were with the pandemic and, and social distancing, and you know even things like going out shopping and you know the, the issues that people with disabilities were having. I think it, that these issues will only come to light more as people with disabilities have these lived experiences and start talking about it. So I think that. We've not seen the worst yet, and I don't think we will for some considerable amount of time. And I think it's only when more people like myself will start actually talking about how it's affecting them that we'll actually see the actual extent of how it's affecting people with disabilities. There are just so few of us out there who are talking about this. And that's frankly because for many disabled people, the idea of becoming a spokesperson on these issues is just too much to bear. They already have enough going on in their lives they don't need this on top. So, you know, it is upon us, isn't it, to stand up and talk about this if we can. I think it's just for me, it's just I know that I'm not the only one who's feeling this way and I'm not even in the worst situation because I'm still in a 
situation where I do live with my parents. So we do share the bills. Um, so it's not just the onus isn't on me, um, but I know that there are lots of people who live on their own with disabilities and who probably be in a situation where they're going to have to make a decision between food and, you know, heating or lighting their, their home, which is an absolutely terrible situation to have to be in. And uh, it just makes me really frustrated that people are being put in that situation, which, you know, we really shouldn't have to be put in that situation. It's not, it's not a nice thing to have to consider. In a situation like this, uh, you know, you're living with your parents. How will this impact you? I mean, it's still going to impact you, isn't it? It's going to have an impact on your overall costs as a family. And I guess as a family, you know, those costs are higher because you're all in the one place. Well, yeah. And I think that's, the thing is, for me, I'm living with my parents to try and save money so that I can actually one yeah. day get on the property ladder. But this is just going to keep eating into the money that I would be saving to be able to do things like that. And it's frustrating because it's just keeping people who are of my age in their 20s who are trying to establish a life for themselves. It's going to make it harder. And the fact is, you know, I'm an adult. I need to pay my contribution to the household. Um, you know, I, 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 I contribute considerably to the electricity bills and um you know they're just going up we have a meter in our house that shows us how much we're spending every day and you know even when we've not got much on we're still probably spending about eight pounds a day on the electric even when we've not got things like the tumble dryer on or you know a lot of my assistive devices and stuff like that and it's it's really concerning because as a disabled person, there's a lot of things that I need to use. I need to charge up a lot of my devices every single day. I need to have monitors on. I need to have a lot of lights on because I can't see. Um, so obviously for me, you know, I'm the one who's going to be using a lot of the electric. And, you know, we've, we've not seen how, you know, the, how it's going to change because we've only heard about the, the, the cap um, increase, but it's not going to come into effect until April. And uh, I don't think we're really going to see the, the full extent of how much it's going to impact people financially until then. Two things I want to pick up on from what you said there. One is around the cost already. You're saying around £8 per day, and that's before any price rise comes in. That is quite surprising. And Does that surprise you when you learn how much money you're actually spending when it comes up in that way, I guess, through a smart meter? It does. I think it, it, it makes us all consciously try to turn things off. But obviously, when, you know, you have a disability, there's not a lot you can do when there's things you rely on to, you know, act as your eyes and to act as your, 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 your help. So um, obviously we do turn things off as and where we can, you know, we turn our plug sockets off at, at night because there was actually some guidelines that suggested that you can save up to 40 pounds a year. If you turn off your um, devices from the actual plug socket, as opposed to just turning them off and leaving them on standby. So wow. we do things like that. Um, and it, you know, we, we're trying as possible, you know, but it's a, uh, it's, it's it's difficult because other than, you know, kind of sitting in the darkness by candlelight and having nothing on, what, what can you do? You know, this is kind of, you feel sometimes like you're having to sort of revert back to Dickensian way of living, you know, if you're having to literally just work by candlelight and have nothing on. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely a worry to think that it, things are like this already and to think that they'll probably go up know in april but then you know there's been suggestions that they're going to go up again in sort of the the autumn come october time so and to run along parallel with that you know the the standard uh you know uh minimum wage um doesn't really go up by a lot you know it, it doesn't really reflect how much people are having to pay for things like not just you know gas or electric but also 
you know, the cost of living, the cost of products, the costs of, you know, manufactured goods and clothes, uh, which, you know, have gone up considerably as well. I work in retail and products that were once 10 pounds have now gone up to like 13 pounds. And, uh, you know, but the same token, my, you know, hourly rate has not increased to reflect that. So it's just, it's very disproportionate. The other thing I want to pick up on from what you said earlier is about assistive devices. And, you know, for many disabled people, there is an additional cost, which is recognised by the government to some degree, hence why benefits exist, like personal independence payment. There is an acknowledgement to some degree, and I do stress to some degree, that uh, disabled people have additional living costs. And we do. Uh, and, And as you say, you know, in your case, it's a lot of the equipment you may use. I'm in the same boat myself. I mean, I know, I know I'm a tech guy and I have a lot of gadgets. That's aside the point. I do have a lot of daily gadgets, a lot more daily gadgets than most people would use. Um, you know, most people have a phone, most people have a computer or a laptop, and that's kind of it. Uh, but, you know, if you've got a Braille display or an embosser or additional equipment, and of course, if you have other disabilities, you may be needing to charge up your motorized wheelchair every day. Uh, how much does that cost over a period of time? And, you know, for people in that situation, they're terrified of how much cost is going to be uh, coming in uh, over the, the over the next few months. So, you know, there really is a question mark over this and the impact that it's going to have on uh, disabled people. But as you say, the hourly rates aren't going up. The cost of living is increasing exponentially more. I think I think that they say since the 70s or even bef- even beyond that. Um it's just unbelievable, isn't it, that, that we're in this situation and yet everything else is, is absolutely stagnant. Our incomes are the same. And that's a real problem for us and, and that's something we have to deal with. And, of course, many people who are disabled don't work. That's another big issue. And I guess there's no money coming down the line for people who are on benefits. Well, yeah, and, I mean, if you look at the statistics, um, you know, the cost of living for disabled people on average is uh, £583 extra per month. Um, So how much of that is electric and how much will that increase once, you know, electric and, you know, gas prices go up, um, you know, after uh, April? Um, And when you look at the things that are in place, there's, there's limited resources in place to help people financially with... Um, their bills if they've got a, disa- a disability. So uh, if we look at things like the Warm Home Discount Scheme, which gives you £140 off your um, ye- yearly uh, electricity bill, that is only um, available if you're on certain benefits, which not every disabled person is on. Um, be- and you know, even if a disabled person still works, they still have those costs. They still have extra costs because they are disabled. That does not change if they work. Um, and, you know, the, the fact is that um, we're in a situation, you know, we're in a pandemic and um, there's probably a lot of disabled people who are still very reluctant to, um, you know, to job hunt and get jobs where they've been in office because of the situation we're still in. Some people might still not feel comfortable uh, and also jobs are, are lacking because of, of the pandemic. So we are still in a situation where, you know, there's not, the jobs there in place for people who um, who are trying to actively look for them. And also many people now would be going into a job where they would still largely be working from home to a degree um, because a lot of companies are still operating from home where they can. So they would have to, have to thereby be using their 
um, devices from home. So there would then be that additional cost on top of that. Um, and, you know, that might be a big factor in preventing people from um, wanting to apply for jobs if they're thinking about how are they financially going to be able to, you know, cover the costs of having all these devices on in their home. I mean, for myself, I have things like my um, my my MacBook, I have my iPad, I have a monitor that I use, I have an Orcam, I have, um, you know, various like electronical magnifying like glasses. Then again, I also have my my lights on, um, and I also have things like heating costs because I've got an underactive thyroid because I've got another underlying health condition. So I feel cold. I lose a lot of heat, um, you know, from my body. My hands and feet are constantly cold. It's a, you know, a, another sideline. Um, side effect of having an underactive thyroid so it's just you know another thing I have to consider um and you know I I consider myself one of those people who's not even in you know the worst possible scenario you know I'm sure there are people who are in more difficult predicaments than me and uh, who are genuinely worried about how they're going to be able to actually maintain some quality of living within their home life and actually how they're going to be able to afford to heat their homes and or you know pay for things like food and necessities and then that doesn't even factor in just just other things like having a quality of life like going out for a coffee and actually having trips and doing things with friends and family and actually having a quality of life that you know they are entitled to like we are all entitled to so um you know there's been a lot of talk about oh, you know, there's this in place, there's like the warm home discount scheme, there's cold weather payments, but they are only available to people who are on certain benefits, which not everyone is. Um, so it's it's irrelevant in that scenario. Um, so I think what we need to do uh, as a society is actually kind of open up these kinds of schemes to more people, um, you know, regardless of what um, means tens- tested benefits they're on, so that more people can actually have a bit more support um, when they are actually, um, you know, paying their bills and also change it, reflect that, you know, prices are going up. So we need to actually reflect that and these kinds of um, financial help that people can get. Definitely. Um, A question for you around working from home. Um, I said at the top, you know, that disabled people generally seem to prefer that based on just the if I'm honest, going by what I see, I see so many advocates talk about the value and the benefits of working from home because ultimately it opens up the job market to so many disabled people who may find it challenging to get into a workplace and be part of a workplace. What's your take on that, though? I mean, you're, you're quite an out-and-about person. You, I, I consider you to be someone who enjoys getting out there, enjoys doing stuff outside and, and even working outside. So what are you with that? Are you are you a fan of the idea of home working or do you prefer being in an office, being part of all? I think that it's important to acknowledge that we are in a, you know, a pandemic situation. So, of course, I do see the absolute merit and benefit in working from home. Um, I think that it it's we're lucky in the, in the fact that the pandemic has actually kind of made it more difficult for job um, for employers to actually refuse people on the basis that they would need to work from home because we've done it for like the best part of two years there's no excuse now so definitely I, I am someone who advocates for that because I know there's a lot of people who you know need that as an option and it actually entitles them to more it actually opens up their perspectives to be able to have a job and a career so I'm absolutely all for it I think that 
it should be something that we we encourage now and as a society we allow people to do if they're disabled or if they're maybe going on maternity leave just because it means people still are able to work from home and still able to have the option to be able to do what they love and do what they want to do and for me personally I I do like the idea of having a job where I can work in an office um, but with the flexibility of working from home because I do have an illness that kind of changes from day to day so sometimes there'd be days that I'd benefit from working from home but as I said I have a guide dog so I'm I like being out and about but I think it's nice to have a job that allows you that level of flexibility um so in that sense I think that that would be another reason why I am slightly concerned because I am applying for lots of jobs at the moment a lot of jobs within the journalism sector and um you know even recently I've had interviews for other jobs and they've all said you know we're largely working from home so um, with that in mind with the cost of um, energy bills going up that is something I'm thinking about because you know obviously that would the, the pay grade would be set um, and I mean I don't even know in terms of the access to work scheme how uh, how reflective that would be of being able to get you know help with actually covering costs of um, energy bills and stuff like that because it's not something I've, I've looked into as of yet um, so all these things I think are things that you consider when you're applying for jobs at the moment um, and it's a tussle between you know is it better to work from home and be kind of like you know in a situation where you're safe and you're not you know exposing your risk to an infection of COVID or is it better to be in a situation where you're actually in an office and you're not having to use your own energy and actually increase your costings of, um, you know, gas and electric. So it's a, it's a difficult one to think about. I, I think the way you lay that out is so interesting. You know, we've almost come from a negative place of, you know, everyone in the office, whether you like it or not, to when the pandemic hit, the benefits of working from home shone through and then started to be um, implemented by people in, in workplaces, employers who would say, okay, right, fine, okay, you can work from home. And then the mental health crisis that followed from the pandemic and continues uh, in, you know, out of the pandemic essentially has shown the need for more consideration of each other in the response to getting back to the office and getting back into a, a in quotes, normal working environment. However, now you bring up the subject of energy price rises and now you're even considering whether or not it's worth staying at home to do the job because of the costs that are going to be associated with it. We're in such an, a weird place, aren't we? We are definitely, but then I'm like I say, I'm in, I'm in a position where I have the luxury of actually having that choice because I've, you know, been able to have all of my vaccines. Um, I have a guide dog to get me out and about. I have a guide dog who's escalated to train more to the point. So I'm I'm not. You know, I'm not limited in, in my options. I do have the choice if I'm physically feeling well enough to go in, I can go in. But there are people who have disabilities who physically don't have that option. And really the only option for them that is viable is to work from home. So, you know, that is the only option to them. But then if the prices of energy and gas keep going up, and then they're having to consider, you know, is it financially worth it? Because obviously if they was to be in a, a full-time job, they'd have to relinquish certain, um, you know, government help and benefits that they'd be entitled to. Um, and then they'd still have to pay the costs towards their, their, you know, cost of living and, you know, their gas and energy, which may be considerably higher. 
because of the disability. So it's actually putting people in a situation where it may be preventing them from moving forward and moving forward in their lives because they happen to think about the cost of living. Emily, really interesting to talk to you. I'm so glad you uh, could give us your time today. I really do appreciate it. Emily Davison, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can tell us your thoughts by emailing hello at blindguytalkstech.com. You can call and leave a voicemail on 0204 571 3354. And all feedback will be read out on the weekend edition, which comes out every Friday on the podcast feed. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you again next time. <laughs>